0: This week, we'll talk about a product design company that's taking off after a few tough years, and a new venture capital fund made its first investment in Arido Labs.
1: Plus, we have a flurry of upcoming opportunities for you from a program for women and gender diverse people seeking careers in AI, to launching the Alberta Innovates Revenue Accelerator. Hi, I'm Emily Rendell Watson. And I'm Faiza Ramji. And this is Bloom, the
0: podcast about innovation in Edmonton.
1: All right, well, we're back after I abandoned you last week. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have a voice, but um, we are back and without Ken, unfortunately. So i was sad to miss that conversation, but I think we have some other exciting businesses and ventures to talk about today. The first one is a company that uh, I actually talked to them before I got sick. So It's probably a little bit fuzzy in my mind, but it's a local product design company called Ventrify. And they work with entrepreneurs and small businesses to turn their ideas into actual tangible objects. So for example, they uh, worked with a company in Vancouver on their idea for a dog treat dispenser which has been immensely successful. And so they worked with them to spearhead the product design from the discovery stage to concept development and prototyping and then developing a more detailed design and often helping with the manufacturing process as well. And so in this case, with the uh, Vancouver company, Tails Designs, um, who developed the, had this idea for the easy treat dispenser and it was immensely successful. So the, Easy Treat had a Kickstarter campaign that ended earlier this month. Uh, There was around 1,600 backers and they pledged almost $70,000. And that was substantially more than the $7,600 goal that uh, was initially set out because there was... um, as a, a dog owner myself, I understand the craze about, <laughs> about dog treat excitement. Um, but yeah, so it was really popular, and um, it's nice to see that they're getting some traction and success. They've had a, a tough couple of years in terms of change. Uh, there A few of the co founders initially stepped away from the business, and then there were some shifts around in terms of other roles. Actually, a client of Ventrify's became the CEO in March of 2020, and then they brought some new people on the team. So they've really been able to kind of uh, cement their place in this product design field, which I think is, um, you know, really neat. This idea that you don't have to come up with the idea and figure out how to do it too. You can bring on people whose expertise that is and help you bring your vision to life.
0: Yeah, especially when you see so few product companies, I think especially out of Edmonton, like we see a lot of really high tech companies here but you know a lot of this like kind of manufacturing on on the more i don't want to say basic because none of it's basic but kind of more on these like consumer driven ideas i think it would be so hard to figure out how to manage that whole part of the process yourself like man, who to manufacture with how to actually turn a concept into a proper design You know think about all the mechanics involved all that kind of stuff so i think that's pretty cool i mean i think everybody has that idea where they're like oh i would love to turn this thought into like a real product and to know that you can go somewhere and have them help you with it um i think that's pretty exciting
1: yeah and it kind of makes me wonder when you see like innovative products or ideas come to life like you know where did that actually come from one of the other things i learned when i talked to them is they've they've Worked with and are working with other Edmonton based companies. They're actually working on launching a Kickstarter for a heated vibration foam roller called the Salus roller right now, which I feel like I probably need this. um me too. <laughs> I already
0: want to test it out. I already want to test it out. i don't even I don't need to hear anymore, Emily. just get, just get me one of those units
1: <laughs> And they're also working on a couple other devices, um, one that plugs into commercial. Coffee machines and sends data back to a web app, um, and then I think they're in the future hoping to work on you know even more sophisticated products, even some that they're have developed the idea and execute on themselves. So I think that it will be you know it it was meeting the the two folks that I did speak with, one of the co-founders who is now runs the marketing side of things, and then their uh, chief uh, technology officer both like super passionate about what they do and inventing. And I think it will be really great to see how they continue to grow. Yeah, that's
0: really cool. You know, I I know in the food and beverage world, you know, you do see a lot of companies that help people develop a product based on an idea. Like, I mean, even we did that for Field Notes. We we had help in developing our product because we knew, we didn't know the chemistry behind distilling and how to actually uh, like actually achieve what we wanted we knew what Mm -hmm. we wanted the outcome to be and what we wanted it to taste like and some of the key ingredients but after that i mean i could have just spent you know a year or two learning all the process myself and then trying to figure it out and then investing in the equipment or i could use somebody who already knows how to do all that stuff speed up the process get some traction and validate that this product's even a good idea and then i can invest in all that stuff down the road so you know, the fact that you can do that on the product design side is, is um, I think, really helpful and hopefully will encourage more people to put their good ideas um, to the test.
1: hmm. Yeah. And we have so much expertise and talent in Edmonton. I think it's, you know, why not capitalize on it? Mm hmm. A new $10 million venture capital fund that's based here in Edmonton, the Scale Good Fund, has made its first investment. So this fund was recently announced. It was created out of the TELUS Community Safety and Wellness Accelerator uh, in partnership with the Edmonton Police Foundation. And the goal of that fund that they're, they're trying to do is to bring venture capital to companies who are working on complex social issues, ideally wanting to see a good financial return on that investment. And... Uh, of course, measurable social impact as well. So their first investment is in Arito Labs. And if you're not familiar with them, the company uses artificial intelligence to monitor and moderate toxic social media behavior. It might ring a bell. Two of the co-founders were also part of Parity Yeg and uh, the Parity bot that um, was an initiative out of that. And CBC did report on this story and the investment by the Scale Good Fund that it's made in Arito Labs makes up a substantial portion of one million that Arito Labs has raised towards a 1.5 million goal so far. So, you know, well on their way to using those funds for propelling the company forward. And I think um I, I'm not super familiar with all of the work they're doing, but I know that uh, you know, every time I see them post or share share some of what they're doing, it seems you know increasingly more important, especially given the the news of this week, even with um, Twitter being bought. And as we see the rise of social, I don't even know if we can say the rise of social media anymore. It's already risen. But like, as we see, you know, more and more of this, and um, I think there is a lot of that, you know, more problematic social media behavior. So obviously, you know, as much of that, I, I think they called it like automating emotional labor, if that, I may, I may be putting words in their mouth, but I think that's what they, they've they referred to it as. And, you know, that's important because it takes a big toll on people.
0: Yeah, it does. And I think
1: the faster
0: we move on things, like the, the quicker we scroll, the less characters we have to put together an idea or a thought, the more some of these ideas become a little bit more polarizing or a little less sensitive. Like I think there is just, we're just harsher in the way that we communicate with each other. And, um, I remember when I did some, some work with the folks at Amy a long time ago, they were talking about even how they can use social media and monitoring to help identify, you know, uh, someone that is, you know, suffering from some mental health issues like anxiety or depression and, and just based on tone of their the text that they're creating, certain trigger words, certain ways that particular phrases are used in conjunction with each other. So I think there's a lot of intelligence that we can glean from those things. And I think it's really cool that arito Labs is doing that. I do, I I actually don't know much about the Edmonton Police Foundation. I know TELUS has been trying to uh, has always had this mandate of investing back into the community with with a lot of their fundraising efforts and things like that. But I don't know much about the Edmonton F- Police Foundation and, and how they're funded and how they're governed and things like that. So I'd be curious to learn a little bit more.
1: It, it is interesting in terms of like the role they play in this, because I think obviously, rightly so, there's a lot of scrutiny um, in terms of the police force and also the police foundation currently. And so I'm not probably not familiar enough to talk about in relation to um the fund but in in terms of their role but um yeah it, it is good to ask those questions about to ensure that it's not you know we're putting our name on this too as a positive thing and that it's actually meaningful in terms of the the partnership but I will add mm-hmm. that to my list to <laughs> to, <laughs> to delve into a little bit a little bit more but I think it will be I, I'm curious to see at least who they invest in next, and uh, what else? Well, I'm I'm trying to rack my brain to think of other businesses who are working kind of in this space in terms of like social impact, social issues, and obviously there's quite a few in Edmonton. So it'll be neat to see who who else maybe garners some attention through this. For sure, and I think it's great to see more
0: funds that are focused on different outcomes. You know, like the fact that this one is about, you know, social impact. I think there's a lot of great business models that can be developed for socially beneficial companies. I think, you know, we always have this idea that social impact businesses need funding, but to Mm -hmm. sustain themselves, but they don't, they need funding just like every other company needs funding to scale, to grow, to test all those things. So I think it's, it's just great to see more of these you know, really focused funds coming out.
1: Yeah, no, I would agree for sure. Uh, Arito Labs is also headed to Uniting the Prairies next week, May 4th and 5th in Saskatoon. They are among a pretty large Edmonton contingent actually that's attending. Um, The conference is hoping to connect startups with investors and tech leaders. So maybe Arito Labs will land some more investment or at least meetings through that opportunity. But otherwise, I feel like I'm about to rattle off a whole bunch of companies, but a lot of them are companies that we've talked to or I've talked through to through Taproot, who are doing some really important work, who are also headed to the conference. And you know, I really hope that they're able to make connections. So, other than Arito Labs, uh, Birdie Break, an app that helps parents find babysitters and tutors, they'll be there. Environmental Material Science, who we talked to just recently because they won Startup TT's Clean Tech Investment Summit earlier this month. Uh, Ruth, who create sustainable menstrual pads, Wyvern, also talked to them on Bloom, um, a really neat space data company that just dropped up Y Combinator and uh, are raising a whole bunch of money to do really great things. So hopefully there is uh, some more success for them out of this. Uh, Easy Ops will also be there. They make oil and gas software. And of course, the Public Food Hub Co, who you know very well and you talked to last week on Bloom.
0: Yeah, lots of great companies, um, and you know what? I love this idea of uniting the prairies. Like I, I do know we have so much great talent here, and we have a lot of great complementary skills and strengths in Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and Alberta. So uh, I think we got to embrace this prairie identity and um show the world what we
1: can do so that that's an
0: exciting conference i'm glad it's back Mm -hmm. and i should add there
1: are more edmonton companies going i just didn't rattle all of them off but um (laughs) but there are there are more and i believe that we did list all of them in uh, Taproot edmonton's tech roundup last week so you can always go there and look at those but uh yes I, there was about a hundred accepted, I believe, into the conference. So um, really nice that there was so many from Edmonton. Bloom is brought to you by Innovate Edmonton. Here's a message from our sponsor. Do you or someone you know have a tech-driven startup that's ready to launch and grow? The Alberta Catalyzer program provides resources and coaching to support founders in the early stages of development to build a strong and clear business foundation. You'll learn how to validate your business model, test your product, and identify your customer segment. Alberta Catalyzer is open to all founders launching or growing their business in Alberta, including international founders. The program is at no cost, but limited spots are available. Apply today by visiting albertacatalyzer.com. Okay, well, in other innovation and in tech and uh, creating cool, neat things in Edmonton news, um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I'm honestly still so tired after being sick. Um, Beam Dog will be acquired by American game company Asper Media. I'm saying that correct. Founder Trent Oster said that the acquisition will allow the company to focus on building more great games while looking after established games and fan favorites like Baldur's Gate. So I think it'll be neat to see how that helps the uh, the company grow and evolve. I know that um, obviously Trent Oster has. You know, a solid foundation within this industry in Edmonton. So um, I'm sure that it'll be really valuable to have him on board um, to c- evolve. I- I'm not sure if it'll remain Beamdog under Asper Media or they will just absorb what they're working on. But I think it'll be great to see how it helps it get even better than than it is currently. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and we we
0: mentioned this like about a month ago or so. We have a school in Edmonton. Baby Ridge oh, Academy. Yes. That's yeah, that's having like a an esports program, and then of course we've got a really rich history in video game production, and you know huge acquisitions when it comes to Bioware and now Beamdog. And I I, I want to say that uh, there was an, another company that got acquired, another video game company that Aaron Flynn was running. I can't remember the name off the top of my head right now, but um, I, I just wonder like what is Improbable. the missing. Improbable. Yes. And they got <laughs> No, that's okay. And they got acquired by Inflection, I think. Yes. Or, or yeah. Because now he's
1: Inflection. the CEO of Inflection Games. That's yeah. right. So mm-hmm.
0: it's kind of cool that we've got all this history in, in video gaming. And then, you know, it feels like all we're missing is like a an accelerator or a venture fund or something mm-hmm. focused on video games. And then we've kind of yeah. got everything. So that that's kind of exciting.
1: That is a very good point. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know, maybe I, I wasn't just paying as close attention to accelerators in the past but like there's obviously been a lot this year that Mm -hmm. have come to fruition so who knows maybe it's the year that that one starts up as well totally uh otherwise startup tnt the investment summit their next investment summit that's happening in june they had applications closed this week um for that and uh i believe that you may have applied I did. I did. I
0: decided to apply, um,
1: you know, with field
0: notes, we're trying to grow and and I'm inspired by how much we're embracing the idea of scale and scaling quickly. And, you know, we're just, we're just changing the mindset around here in Edmonton, which I think Mm. is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And so rather than talking about it all the time, I decided to take the learning (laughs) opportunity and, uh, and I was inspired to apply. So I submitted my application, which I will say was a very simple yet daunting task. And the Startup TNT team is really great at supporting people through that application. And they put they give you a lot of great information and they kind of try to, you know, ease your your discomfort as much as possible, but I'm looking forward to it. I, I, you know, if I'm lucky enough to get picked, then I think, you know, being able to deliver a pitch in person and having the opportunity to practice and put myself out there is, is kind of one of those experiences that I think every founder needs. So. I'll I'll keep you posted on how it
1: goes. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm eager to hear. I think it'll be, like you said, really great. Just having that in-person component again for like this kind of event in particular. Um, Mm -hmm. I can imagine I have not stood in front of a room of people and pitched a, you know, business or, you know, something that a business is working on, but I can imagine that being there in person, really being able to like feed off the room of entrepreneurs, investors, and, you know, supporters makes a huge difference. I know that Obviously, you know, some of those pitches were online when, when they needed to be, but I think it'll, I'm sure Startup TNT and the folks there appreciate the opportunity to take that back in person now. So it'll be good mm-hmm. to see that. And I, I'm hoping to be there on the on the 23rd, so the 23rd of June that is. So looking forward to um, seeing who's part of that. But first, the top 20 pitch night uh, on May 12th. So we'll uh, stay tuned for that event. Well, that's soon. I'm like looking at yeah. the calendar. <laughs> It's very soon. These guys move quickly. Yeah, no kidding.
0: That's good, though. It doesn't give you you much time for cold feet. You just kind of have to jump in and do (laughs) it. There's no backing out.
1: Once you're in, you're in. in
0: That's right. Right. Uh, And speaking of applications, the Alberta Machine Intelligence Institute, Amy, is taking applications for their Kickstart program, uh, which offers training and and guidance to women and gender diverse people seeking careers in AI. Applications for that are open until May 31st. So anybody that falls within those categories should definitely uh, apply if they're interested in
1: AI. I think that's a great opportunity. You know, I actually had on my my list to look further into that before this, but um, didn't end up having the time. But I think... I'm trying to remember if it's a free program or not, um, but I mean the, the great thing is that you know you don't have to have any experience to do this. Mm-hmm. You can be you know a student or an early career professional, and you're just really looking to pivot into tech or AI. And uh, I mean, it seems like a really great opportunity to to get that mentorship and uh, and see if it's the right thing for you because maybe. Maybe it's not, maybe you wouldn't enjoy it, but I don't think, you know, I'm trying to figure out right now if it's free and I'm not seeing anything that says you have to pay anything. So, I mean, someone from Amy, please reach out and let me know if it, uh, (laughs) if it's not, and I apologize if it's not, but they don't say anything about cost on the, on the webpage, at least that I can see.
0: Well, hopefully it is free, but even, even if it isn't, I mean, the fact that, you know, if you want to see Mm -hmm. specific groups of folks in a career path that are typically underrepresented and you're, you know, mm-hmm. you have to be willing to then put the effort into creating some space for them. And so I think the fact that they are doing this is wonderful, yeah. even more wonderful if, if it is free of cost, but, or free of charge. But um, I like the fact that they are focusing on the people that they would like to see in the industry. Uh, mm-hmm. Cause again, without it, yeah. you know, how can you expect anything to change? So
1: good yes. job, Amy. Yes. No, that is great. And it was free last year. So I found a tweet. (laughs) So I would assume it is. So even more accessible. That's just even better. Yeah. Look at you. Journalism on the fly. Perfect.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then of course, what would a Bloom episode be if we weren't... (laughs) sharing a new accelerator in Alberta. Uh, This time, San Francisco-based GrowthX is partnering with Alberta Innovates to launch their Alberta Innovates Revenue Accelerator. That's a 16-week program, uh, and it's again in partnership with GrowthX, and it focuses on helping founders acquire customers and grow revenue. They are having an information session on the accelerator on May 4th, so if you're interested, check it out. Obviously, all founders and companies need revenue, and so I think This is a very important one. And uh, if selling isn't your thing and if customer acquisition isn't something that you're you're overly familiar with in terms of a strategy, then this could be something that really helps your business grow. And finally, Digital Alberta is hiring its first full-time executive director after more than 20 years as a volunteer-run organization, uh, which I think obviously is really important. We've just talked about, you know, how much we've got going on in this in this province when it comes to esports and video games um, and other forms of digital media. So the fact that we have an organization now that will have a paid executive director that's focusing on advocacy and growth in this sector is really exciting. So if you or anyone that you know would be a great fit is interested in this position. Um, So if you or anyone you know is interested and capable of doing a great job in this role, visit digitalalberta.com where you can read the full job description, and submit your application. Well, that's it for this week. If you haven't already, hit subscribe so you don't miss upcoming episodes of Bloom. You can also visit taprootedmonton.ca for the latest
1: innovation news. Bloom is produced by Taproot Edmonton with editing by Castria. Our music is by Dave Von Beeker and cover art by Vicky Wersenski.